0: Gather, gather near, the doctor's in the house. So. They-
1: Hey, ladies and gentlemen,
2: <clears throat> Dr. Ron here. The doctor is in the house. Good afternoon, everyone. Dr. Ron here, host of Dr. Ron Unfiltered, Uncensored, now in our sixth season. I want to we- welcome everyone and uh, with that, I want to tell you that this program contains general medical information and medical information heard on this program is not advice, and should not be treated as such. You are encouraged to confirm any information update from this program with other sources and review all information regarding any medical condition or treatment with your physician. And with that, I do welcome you with an attitude of gratitude because we know that grateful people are happier Less depressed, less stressed, and more satisfied with their lives and social relationships. So when you thank somebody, mean it. When you, and also leave room for yourself, you can be grateful to yourself. Okay, and um, you have to. And one way to release negative emotions, especially during these troubling times, is attitude friends And when you feel positive. Those emotions like joy, happiness, excitement, enthusiasm, and contentment. Your body shifts to a, a slower, slower pace, and 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 dopamine, and serotonin, those hormones come out. Positive emotions also trigger the release of feel-good chemicals and hormones. So we have to work at it. You know, happier people, happy people live longer. We're we'll talking about that. You've heard me say that over the past year. Social relationships are. And immune booster and they do help you longer and it's supported by, by studies okay and research considerable research exactly and happiness also seems to lower stress and not only boost your immunity but lower stress because we know that stress weakens you happier people are less susceptible to sickness know that and positive emotions are really anything that lifts your mood and make you feel better. You don't have to be happy all day long. Okay? It's important to have that attitude. Is there ways to boost that? Sure, you know, get your meat off the seat, move your body and engage all your senses, smile. Now, you know, what I think about masks, you cannot see people smile and children cannot see each other smile. Now, a smile is, a, it checks your brain and right? it boosts your positive emotions. How about the sense of smell? That olfactory nerve goes right to your brain. You know, when you enjoy that smell of coffee in the morning while it's brewing or while you're drinking it. It'll make some good hormones come into your system. And even if you listen to some of your favorite songs or meditate with some uh, yoga music, you good hormones. Use your sense of sight, right? Look at photos and view photos that make you happy or bring you joy. Maybe places you've visited, beautiful sights, mountains, waterfalls, whatever. Try and laugh. Because laughter is said to be the best medicine, right? Learn that from our parents and grandparents. So maybe you want to subscribe to a joke a day or something, right? And share your love. Love can be both given and received.
1: Don't be afraid to receive love.
2: Hugs. Remember we talked about hugs in the past year. How they increase your oxytocin levels, They just make you feel. Connect, connect with people who bring you joy, right? Uh, relationships can either energize you or drain you. You don't want to be around people that drain you. Okay, you got to work at that. And as I said, practice a little bit of self-love. So it's not bad to put yourself first on the list by allowing yourself to do something that feels little curious and that you actually want to do, like soak in a hot tub or whatever. Self-love, self-appreciation, self-compassion, self-recognition are good because they, they let us value ourselves by ourselves. And please just breathe. Ah, just like you taught in yoga classes, slow and deep breathing helps calm stress, and it allows you to receive more positive emotions. So that's my thoughts for the day and for the year
1: coming up. Practice gratitude
2: and love. And I do want to shout out to the family of my dear friend Dr. Chris, well, dear friend of mine. Passed away on New Year's Eve. And uh, we will do a, be doing a memorial show for Dr. Chris, your friend, and uh, our prayers and thoughts go out to his family.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, this
2: coming year, what I want to concentrate on is teaching you to be the CEO of your own body. So in order to do that, you know, you have to love yourself. And as I've been saying from the beginning, you have to have a great immune system of starch in your gut. And I call that a superior interior. And exercise is part of that, getting your meat off the seat. But we have to also be informed. We have to be educated, to think everything critically. We have to realize, we have to question almost everything Nothing is as it seems, I'm afraid. Nothing is as it seems. Question everything. And as I've been telling you, ships don't sink because of the water around them. They sink because the water gets inside of them. So don't let what is happening around you get inside of you and weigh you down. Turn off that television. Turn off your friends who think they're, they're doctors because they listen to everything on television.
1: You don't want to be dragged down and ruin your immunity.
2: And those of you that have been my listeners for a long time know that from the beginning, from the very beginning of this pandemic, I've been talking about the real pandemic, the real third leading cause of death in the United States,
1: which is medical errors.
2: I have been doing programs on this since 2016. Since 2016, I've been telling you that medical errors and they're probably under, underestimated. So some of my notes uh, got destroyed, but this morning, John Rappaport just crystallized everything I've been saying for all these years. And I'll comment on his article. So, After 100 years of uh, propaganda about a single germ theory, John says the fallout has been extreme. So he wants to start with that. And he talks about uh, millions of mass people who border on hysteria, believe they know COVID science. And these are the people that get their education from the Bureaucratic scientists, the ones that have never lost a, a nickel and, and lost time from one of, uh, like Anthony Fauci or what have you. And that's why they think they know everything. But when, on closer examination, these people believe what their television sets tell them. They believe Fauci. Because why? He's on television. He ta- he's talking from the White House. He disagrees with Trump. Of the millions who believe in Fauci television science, there are many who will say science is studies. They are quite sure these studies back up what Fauci and Redfield are spouting out there. And if you have any contradictory studies, they would be artifact, dreamed up by Trump Trump and his, his supporters.
1: COVID case numbers,
2: death numbers are being fraudulently inflated to the skies. That's a crime because the lockdowns and the economic devastation has been based on these numbers. Now, how about the US medical system that
1: I've been talking about for years? John says
2: the true numbers are buried and he thinks the dimension of this crime is a mass human tragedy. Titanic insurance fraud, tax fraud, and indeed millions upon millions of work hours irretrievably lost to the nation's economy. Insurance companies are paying out billions of dollars for medical treatment that is destructive and not helpful. Insurance companies are paying billions in death benefits as a result of doctors, not diseases killing people. And the taxpayer is subsidizing
1: it. So, here are some things that John says and that
2: I have said in the past four years. The epidemic of sickness and death from prescription of drugs is a book that was written by Donald Light, He teaches at Rowan University. And he was a 2013 recipient of the American Sociological Association's Distinguished Career Award for the Practice of Sociology he's the founding fellow of the center for bioethics at the university of pennsylvania in 2013 he was a fellow of the edmund j Safra center for ethics at harvard he's a lucky visiting professor at stanford so the guy has some credentials he said quote epidemiologically appropriately prescribed prescription drugs are the fourth leading cause of death tied with stroke at about 2,460 deaths a week in the United States, 2,460 deaths a week in the United States, about 330,000 patients die each year from prescription drugs in the United States and Europe. These drugs cause an epidemic of about 20 times more hospitalizations, 6.6 million a year as well as falls, road accidents, and annually about 80 million medically minor problems, such as pain, discomfort, and dysfunctions, that hobble productivity and the ability to care for others. So deaths and adverse effects of over-medication errors and self-medication would increase these figures, he says. The Journal of the American Medical Association back in 1998, talked about the incidence of adverse drug reactions in patients that are hospitalized. That author, Jason Lazarou, he looked at 39 other studies on patients in hospitals. These patients who received drugs in hospitals or were admitted to hospitals because they were suffering from the drugs doctors had given them, here's what happened to them. Every year in the United States, between 76,000 and 137,000 hospitalized patients die as a a direct result of the drug. Beyond that, every year, 2.2 million hospitalized patients experience serious adverse reactions to the drug. Quote, our study on adverse drug reactions, which excludes medication errors, had a different objective. It was to show that there are a large number of drug reactions, even when the drugs are properly prescribed and properly administered. So this study had nothing to do with doctor errors, nurse errors, or improper combination of drugs. It only counted people killed or maimed who were admitted to hospitals. It did not begin to tally all the people taking pharmaceuticals who died as a consequence of the drugs at home. July 26, 2000, the Journal of the American Medical Association, the author, Dr. Barbara Starfield, she's a revered public health expert at John Hopkins School of Public Health, right? one of the best. She reported that the US medical system kills 225,000 Americans per year, 106,000 of them as a result of FDA-approved medical drugs, and 119,000 as a result of mistreatment and errors in hospitals.
1: you think about what happens every 10 years, it's about 2.25 million deaths.
2: Every decade, 2.25 million deaths. I said this nine months ago, this is the real pandemic. This is what we should be talking about, but nobody talks about it. The British Medical Journal in 2012, June 7th, Dean Lenzer refers to a report that calculated that in 2011 prescription drugs were associated with two to four million people in the United States experiencing serious disabling or fatal injuries including 128,000 deaths. Now this isn't
1: a virus, this isn't made up, these are facts.
2: This report was compiled by researchers who went into the FDA's own database of serious adverse events of medical drugs. So you can't say the FDA
1: isn't aware of this, right? That would be absurd. The FDA has to certify these drugs as safe and effective, but they're killing Americans.
2: And none of those reports I just mentioned factor in death or injury by vaccines. There is no system or a broken system for vaccine adverse effects. You've heard me mention Barbara Lowe Fisher from the National Vaccine Information Center. Here's her analysis. Quote, but how many children have adverse vaccine reactions every year? Is it really only one in 110,000 or one in a million who are left permanently disabled after vaccination? Former FDA Commissioner David Kessler observed in 1993 that less than 1% of doctors report adverse reactions following prescription drug use. There have been estimates that perhaps less than five or 10% of doctors report hospitalizations injuries, deaths, or other serious problems following vaccination. And in 1986, of course, they had the Vaccine Injury Act that contained no legal sanctions for not reporting. Doctors can refuse to report and suffer no consequences. Even so, well, each year about 12,000 reports are made to the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System. Parents as well as doctors can make these reports. But if that number represents only 10% of what is actually occurring, then the actual number may be 120,000 vaccine adverse effects per year. See where we're going? So the real number may be 1.2 million vaccine adverse events every year. Medically caused deaths of friends, family, loved ones who are buried along with the tree. John Rappaport, no criminal investigations, no prosecutions, no guilty murder. Yes. Burying the real
1: truth? Medical
2: journals around the world, which routinely publish glowing accounts of clinical trials of medical drugs are spilling over with rank fraud, page
1: after page.
2: Quote a doctor. quite
1: probably read and
2: analyzed more medical drug studies than any doctor in the world. Quote, it is simply no longer possible to believe much of the clinical research that is published or to rely on the judgment of trusted physicians or authoritative medical guidelines. I take no pleasure in this which I reached slowly and reluctantly over my two decades as editor of the New England Journal of Medicine, Dr. Marcia Ange.
1: Compare that quote to one from uh, the godfather of COVID science, Anthony Fauci.
2: Quote, well, anybody can claim to be an expert, even when they have no idea what they're talking about. If Something is published in places like the New England Journal of Medicine, Science, Nature, Cell, or JAMA, you know generally that is quite well peer reviewed because the editors and editorial staff of those journals really take things seriously. They take things so seriously, they routinely publish calling studies in medical drugs at their point. So the real epidemic that nobody's talking about, but I have been talking about it, John Rappaport is talking about it, is a sickness
1: injury done by doctors.
2: There's a book I've been recommending, Death by Modern Medicine by Dr. Carolyn B., And she's updated these numbers
1: and it's even worse than we think.
2: They've, they've increased about 25,000 people. And as we said, a lot of doctors don't report these, so it's really underestimated. What's going on with overtesting and overtreatment? 20%, they say, of all medical care is unnecessary, including 22% of prescription drugs, 25% of medical tests, 11% of procedures. Why? Because doctors feel malpractice. They feel patient pressure. So again, what's the take home message? Even if a drug is backed by science, this does not guarantee that it's safe or effective. Likewise, an alternative treatment that has not been published in a medical journal does not mean it's unsafe or ineffective. See why you have to be educated and be in control of your
1: own body? And you know, the
2: modern medical model undervalues or ignores diet and lifestyle factors, such as quality sleep, exercise, electromagnetic fields, exposure
1: to the sun and to nature. So, when you have a health
2: issue, you have to make use of all the resources available to you, including your own sense of common sense and reason And use prudence and and, and precaution when evaluating a new drug claim that is likely to be flawed, biased, or worse. And if you if you are facing a health channel challenge, Seeing a competent, conventional physician to rule out a serious condition is just the beginning. It probably would be in your best interest to identify a qualified natural health consultant, someone who really understands health and could get to the root of the problem, not just put a bandaid on it. There are so many here. I don't want to bore you, but medical drug is destroying life, and you can go by the numbers, number after number. Cheryl, Cheryl Atkinson, a great reporter, really a an investigative reporter, you know, has reported on all this about all the fake epidemics that Fauci has has uh, been in control of, all the vaccines that she has raced put on the market, which have death. We already know that the credibility of the World Health Organization is suspect at best.
1: So ladies and
2: gentlemen, we'll be talking more about this as time goes on. But the medical profession is the third leading cause of death in the United States. Third leading. And that is underestimated, even by the people writing the report, because doctors do not report the side effects and the deaths that occur from vaccines, in addition to only 10% of them report anything else.
1: Now, I've also been talking about uh, the COVID and how why you have to, Do your own reading. I mean, today
2: it was reported that a Portuguese nurse died suddenly after receiving the COVID vaccine.
1: She she only received
2: her first dose of the COVID-19 vaccine. She's a pediatric surgery assistant in Porto, in Portugal. She
1: died suddenly. And she has been identified. She's 41 year old, mother of two. Worked in the oncological ward in Portugal.
2: And you know what they said? She had not suffered any adverse side effects after being vaccinated. Well, what do you call death? Could that not be an adverse side effect? She died two days after getting the jab.
1: And she was described as well and happy. She didn't drink. And she 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 died.
2: This is sad, ladies and gentlemen. You're not hearing this stuff. And again, I've been telling you for months upon months upon months, about the false PCR test and how it was used to make it look like we had so many cases, but cases did not mean infection. Well, hallelujah. The FDA today joined the WHO and Emperor Fauci in admitting there is notable risk of false results from this PCR test used to define whether an individual is a COVID case or not. Hallelujah. So does this fit in good now? So now they have all these cases, right? And got everybody in a state of panic and fear over this controversial test that was at too many cycle thresholds. And now we know that anything above 25 is going to be a false positive. And you cannot get viral particles if
1: it's positive above that level.
2: So, what's going to happen now? Well, let me just tell you, I did tell you a couple weeks ago, the appeals court in Portugal ruled out the PCR test is not reliable test for SARS-CoV-2. And they said any enforced quarantine based on these test results is unlawful. So, anything above 25 cycles of ampl- amplification will result in at least 70% positive tests that are not caused by the
1: virus. So we've been having, as I've been telling you, a case-demic, not a pandemic. I've exposed this many times in this program.
2: They could not identify any kind of viral load so it's about 25 cycle times. So now Fauci and the rest of them are coming, coming out, saying, "Well, that's
1: that's true. This test is not good." But what's going to happen now? So now let's 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 just see what's happening. Now they're going to uh, lower the cycle
2: threshold, hopefully. They have to report. It's like it's above 25. Forget about it. A lot of these testing centers are now going to be giving out the vaccine. there's, There's going to be less testing, and the testing that is done is going to be done in a better order. So, what's going to happen, ladies and gentlemen?
1: What's going to happen? All of a sudden, we're going to have less cases. And the bureaucrats are going to say, well, look, everything we told you to do is working. There's less cases. The vaccine is working. And if that guy
2: from Delaware gets uh, in the White House, they'll say, well, look, he's magic. Everything, the mask mandates and everything is working.
1: All being manipulated. Fauci, WHO, FDA, admit to this malarkey. And now you see why we haven't had the flu. There's been so many high PCR tests. They've all all been flu cases. They haven't been COVID. They've been flu cases. You just don't get rid of sixty-five thousand flu cases a year. That's flu cases. You see how we're being manipulated? See what's happening? So, get yeah, it? Crazy test that wasn't accurate
2: through this whole country into a tizzy, created lockdowns, made billionaires, triple billionaires. they rid of the middle class in business, restaurant businesses, gyms, your average working family, while the bureaucrats continue to get their salaries.
1: See why we have to take things into our own hands and we have to read and listen to shows like mine? Because
2: otherwise you're not gonna get these kinds of facts. And just think about what I've talked to you about, relative risk and absolute risk, okay, because these 95% effective vaccines are probably not that because that is a relative risk. What's a relative risk? If you have 100 people get the vaccine and 100 people don't, one person from the vaccine groups gets COVID, two people from the non-vaccinated group, right? The drug company is going to say, look,
1: that's a 50%. Decrease in COVID, right? Two
2: versus one. That's a relative risk. That's a statistical anomaly that's used by drug companies. What's the absolute risk? The absolute risk is two minus one. One percent. The vaccine was one percent effective. And that's where they're giving us this 95 percent.
1: Endpoint, and you know what the endpoint is? For these studies. The endpoint for the study of this vaccine was prevention of severe disease, and not transmission of the virus. Now, when you think we want all want to have a vaccine that kills the virus and stops it from being transmitted. Can look this up,
2: and I advise you to look it up. Look up Peter Dushi, D O S C H I, D O S H I, let me D O S H I, sorry. well respected virologist, well
1: respected. This just gets me one in the wrong direction.
2: So there's a lot to be, uh, that we're assuming from this experimental vaccine, which was authorized. Remember this now, it was authorized, not approved. They authorized the injection of an experimental vaccine. Human beings are the phase three.
1: Think about that, we're the phase three. The phase three trial ends in 2023. And we had, don't have a lot of data on a lot of things from, from this uh, this vaccine.
2: Now, let's just talk a little bit about this vaccine because it's it's uh, everybody's talking about it. I can't believe the people that really want to get jabbed with this experimental vaccine that, let's say, lipid-coated messenger RNA into your cells. Remember, the official phase three safety trials will not be completed till 2023. Will you be truly protected from this vaccine? The official guidance clearly states that individuals may not be protected until at least seven days after the second dose of the vaccine. This Pfizer vaccine reportedly boost the immune system rather than stopping the transmission of the virus. So this would suggest that you won't be fully protected from COVID-19 and that you will still be able to catch the virus and could still suffer complications. The official guidance states that immunocompromised people, including individuals receiving immunosuppressive therapy, may have a diminished immune response to the vaccine. They have no data on it.
1: And it says
2: in the guidance that as with any vaccine, vaccination with COVID-19 and the RNA vaccine may not protect all vaccine participants. And it's a complicated dilution process. I mean, it's not like just drawing from one vial to the other. Remember, it has to be frozen and it cannot be shaken. It has to be just gently twirled 10 times. The Frozen vials have to be thawed for 30 minutes. The undiluted vaccine can be stored, stored up to five days. I mean, it's a complicated procedure. You know, can anything go
1: wrong? Huh? You tell me. That's not been,
2: Aim to be safe and effic- effic- efficacious for children under 16. But that's not stopping anything. No data is available on the use of this vaccine in persons that have been previously received or a full or partial vaccine of another, another uh, company. There's no studies that look at the interaction of these vaccines one on another. How about if you get a flu vaccine one month and this vaccine the next, who knows?
1: We don't know whether it comes out in human milk. We don't know for sure if it has any impact on fertility.
2: We don't know about compatibility. This product should it be taken if you're taking certain drugs, we don't know.
1: because it's only been eight months,
2: not the typical eight years. And you know, look at the people with Bell's Palsy from this. And, you know, they, the, the drug companies are just going to write it off, but hey, if it's you and me, that's, that's for real. One in four people in every 10,000 will develop Bell's Palsy.
1: Say what, none of the placebo group got. they are telling us not to worry about it. the one thing shows up in the official guidance for these vaccines. that's there's no, there's not a lot of data.
2: And you know, you're going to see celebrities and all get the shot. A lot of them don't get the shot. They, they have a disappearing needles or the syringes are already compressed. There's lots of videos showing that. I'm
1: not saying,
2: you know, that I'm I'm against vaccines, but I want transparency. I want to see the studies. You know, in, in, in years past, when they tried developing these type of vaccines, and then they exposed the recipients to the real virus. A lot of people died. In fact, in the, in the animal study, 100% of the ferrets died. It's called pathogenic priming. And they could be spreading the disease. They could be spreading COVID. Here's another study just came in. Two elderly men die hours after getting the COVID-19 vaccines in Israel. We need to know about this. We need to know what to do so we can make a decision.
1: I would ask a lot of you to uh, search for Professor Dolores Cahill, C A H I L L. She is saying she's from uh, Ireland. She's afraid that a lot of people will die from this shot
2: in March and April because of this pathogenic priming. In other words, Your body, when it comes in contact with another coronavirus or or the real COVID-19, will
1: elicit a a cytokine storm. So, Dolores Cahill. And it's really interesting
2: that even the WHO and Anthony Fauci warned that the COVID 19 vaccines may not prevent infection. Isn't that amazing? But you don't see it. That doesn't make television.
1: The WHO officials
2: state while it appears the vaccines can prevent, prevent clinically symptomatic COVID 19 clinical disease, there is no clear evidence the COVID 19 vaccines are effective at preventing asymptomatic infection or transmission. doctor from the WHO, I cannot pronounce his name, it's like Swaminth, said that COVID-19 vaccine was designed to first prevent symptoms of the disease, severe disease, and deaths.
1: So the first primary objective is to decrease the impact of the disease is having on people's lives. That would be good, okay. But they have to look at how this vaccine will affect transmission. And They don't know enough about it yet. We don't know who's gonna ever get rid of this what's going to happen as this virus mutates. Anthony Fauci
2: says, quote, we don't know what we don't know, unquote. Here is a gentleman that was not elected to anything. He took office. Chronic diseases were at 12% of the American population. Now they're at over 54% of the general population. He owns over 2,500 patents and he's making Decisions that affect our lives, affect our constitution. He was not elected. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is uh, why I'm going to just continue to uh, talk about education
1: so you can make better decisions.
2: And as People have asked me about this mutated COVID virus. Well, you have to look at who's promoting it. And that's Neil Ferguson.
1: He's a disgraced.
2: uh, what was he? He he developed the uh, models. He's a modeler that's been disgraced and discredited. He's the one that's talking about this mutated COVID virus. All viruses mutate. We've had them for years. But the flu vaccine, the flu virus mutates every
1: year. And yet, you we know, have all these, all these uses.
2: So I'm gonna go back to what I said nine months ago. The virus is killing some people, but most people are dying because of weak immune systems. Like I said the tests were rigged, now I've been proven right. I said the death count was false. I've been proven right. They've they've identified motorcycle accidents as COVID. I've told you that masks are useless. If you go to Green Med Info, they'll find many many studies proving this, including one from Denmark with six thousand participants.
1: Masks do not
2: work for this virus. Talked about the microbiome. Well, you're, you're, you know, we have a microbiome on our skin. So hand sanitizer,
1: I've told you, is toxic.
2: Everything I've been talking about for eight months now, people are reporting on. I mean, masks, there's just an article the other day, masks harm kids 68% of the time. You know, so, you know, I've been talking about your gut, right, and your gut, houses 80% of your immune system with, with bacteria. You know, we have more bacterial and viral DNA than we have our own. Say we have 30 trillion cells, more or less. You know, there are 60 trillion bacteria and 380 trillion viruses and a small amount of, of, of fungi. Why aren't all these other viruses killing
1: us? Unless our bodies are smarter than
2: So we need to keep our interior superior. We need to take probiotics. We have to cut sugar out of our diet. We have to eat, when possible,
1: organic food. We have to be attentive to our gut. Our gut is important. Every so often, we've got to give it a rest with intermittent fasting.
2: And you need to continue to read about vaccines. You need to uh, look up Robert F. Kennedy's website. Robert F. Kennedy has a great website where he gives you the, the real scoop on it. It's called Children's Health Defense. Children's Health Defense. It just gives you the facts and then you make up your mind. We have to discuss this without being called conspiracy theorists or anything else. Let's talk about what we know. And let's have a, a
1: discussion.
2: But the, you know, when he talks about vaccines, he without question says the mRNA, the messenger RNA vaccine, are experimental drugs with a potential for harm.
1: So why are we rushing this? Why are we not having the proper testing? Why are, why are we degrading the skeptics? This is a completely novel vaccine technology,
2: never before used in the humans. And, and the PEG, I've talked about that a couple weeks ago, the polyethylene glycol. A lot of people are allergic to that. Is that why we're having like 3,000 allergic reactions? Is that why we're having anaphylaxis? Well, we have to find out. We can't ignore it.
1: So this is uh, Anthony Fauci's third pandemic since he's been in office. And the government has rushed out vaccines for every one of them. Remember the swine flu? Vaccine caused seizures, children, narcolepsy,
2: European children. Then they discontinued it. It's reported that a month prior to to them discontinuing it, Anthony Fauci appeared on TV to assure the world that the vaccines were safe.
1: See so where I'm coming with all this. Thank you for your comments. Uh, but uh, you know it takes a lot
2: of reading and i don't mind doing it but i want you to do some too i want you to get educated and i'm not saying that i'm I'm not against vaccines but i want to have a safe vaccine i am allergic to shellfish you know so if you're allergic to shellfish you know you have a chance of dying if you take this If you're allergic to shellfish, they recommend you don't you get this vaccine in a hospital setting where they could do CPR. Well, you know there is a ninety nine point six percent if you're under sixty five or sixty nine to, to recover from this virus. There's an almost a ninety six percent recovery rate if you're above seventy. Ninety six percent recovery rate, you a four percent chance of dying. It's actually a little less than that. You're this guy, being me. I'm going to take my chances because I don't want to die from getting the vaccine, and I don't want to die from uh, this uh, pathogenic uh, immunity that could occur. Well, I want to wait. You know, maybe I might wait till 2022 just see how many people how they make out with it. So, two two rats were talking to one another. One said, "Are you going to get vaccinated?" The other rat said, you're crazy. They haven't finished the human trials yet. That's where we are. That's where we are. Wiped out the flu because, you know why? Because all the flu deaths were transferred over to COVID.
1: So just to put in perspective,
2: 0 to 19 years of age, the infection fatality rate, 0.003. 20 to 49, Two fifty 50 to 69.5% over
1: 70, as I
2: said, about 5%, 0.05, right? So you know the numbers, you can make a decision. And we don't want to be sick, right? We shouldn't behave as if we are sick. We have to have a positive attitude. Do they want us to
1: To behave is like we're contagious, we're broken. You know, enough is enough.
2: And those of us old enough to remember the Second World War, there was a guy that said, it's for your safety. We're doing this for your safety. That
1: was Adolf Hitler. And
2: so doctors are killing people. 8 million people have died in 2020 because they're starving to death, mainly children. What are we doing about that? Why are we worried about vaccines and everything? else?
1: And if this is such a pandemic, why hasn't the U.S. death rate this year been much higher than last year's? I want you to think about this. Once you start wearing that smile, and hey, that smile's important as we talk about, good for your hormones. But I don't want to give up on anyone.
2: But if you believe you're going to be killed by fresh air, sunlight, or a hug, you know what? Some point we may have to move on without you, ladies and
1: gentlemen, you have to start thinking
2: another thing you know you know what thing that I it got rid of the flu you know what else it got rid of no one has died of old age since march isn't that incredible
1: they've all died of covid but no one has died of old age so let's get our interior improved let's
2: let's get our uh, let's get our inside in great shape because uh It'll help us on the outside. Wear that smile. Really important. Be a spreader of love, light, truth, and gratitude. Be a spreader of love,
1: light, truth, and
2: gratitude. And stand up for your rights. And, and please do not put that cell phone up to your ear, Use a little speaker. Yeah, and I do recommend you turn off your router at night. Avoid those electromagnetic fields at night. Make sure you have optimum vitamin D levels, generous amounts of vitamin C, zinc, and selenium. Avoid the processed and sugar foods which are inflammatory. Easier said than done, but somehow you have to manage your stress, okay? whether it's listening to music or other things that you do. Smell your coffee, not a bad idea. It goes right to your brain,
1: olfactory nerve. And this pandemic goes away if you turn your TV off, I guarantee it. You can hear everything.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dr. Ron, the host of Dr. Ron, unfiltered, uncensored. I appreciate all those that listen. I. Uh, We'll be back on Saturday when I will take calls. On my Tuesday episodes now, we're going to just be, it's going to be education. About a superior interior. We're going to be talking about electromagnetic fields. How they impact your body. I'm going to keep going back to that book that I just love, The Invisible Rainbow, by Furstenberg. Nobody's talking about it anymore. We have to talk about Dr. Wang's zymescence and Professor Peskin's parent essential oils (PEOs), which are fundamental to our health. Our cell membranes are the brain of our body, not the nucleus of the cell, it's a cell membrane. They are jumped up with uh, us foods, oxygen can't get in and toxins can't get out. I'd be talking
1: about these basic things that we can do every day.
2: So, life may not be the party we hope for, people, but while we're here, let's try and dance. It's easier said than done, but let's work at it. Let's work at it every day, a little bit every day. And, you know, I'm glad to have my friend Freddie. Freddie uh, is my uh, dear friend who, uh, is a tremendous musician, just it. Wrote the opening and closing
1: number for me. So I hope uh, I hope you learned something today. I hope that we, we can prevent us making mistakes ourselves. And just don't
2: believe the talking heads on his television. Keep coming back to another saying that I like, amateurs built the ark, Specials built the Titanic, which one of them signed? Have an attitude of gratitude, love, and smile. And we'll see you back here for another edition of Dr. Ronald Filtered Uncensored. I am on Apple, Spotify, uh, Google Play, Stitcher, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, and TuneIn Radio, believe it or not. I think the only, uh, I'm not on Pandora yet. I also have a uh, station on Rumble, I'm giving up YouTube and going to Rumble. I'm on Parlor. Me, uh, I just use Parlor for now. Uh, I guess I'm all over the place. The show is really well received. I do appreciate it. So until next week, adios. Have a great week. And we'll let Freddie take us home.
1: Hey everybody, Dr. Ron's finished for the day. I hope you got some good wisdom
0: for what the man had to say. And it's all about good health. He's the man you got to see. He has a lot more answers for you. So tune in next week when the doctor is in the house. Or when the doctor is in the house. And let the doctor know what's bothering you. Let the doctor know what's bothering you when the doctor is in the house. So if you have a pain, call the doctor. if you have a strain, call the doctor. Let the doctor know what's bothering you when the doctor is in the house. The doctor is in the house. See you next week.